Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Hey, it's Doug spending time with Sissy Goff. She is the Director of Child and Adolescent Counseling at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, a licensed counselor with more than 25 years' experience, and we're going to learn more about her new book, Brave, A Teen Girl's Guide to Beating Worry and Anxiety. This is the third book that she has on the topic of anxiety and girls. Sissy Goff, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. Well, this definitely is a hot spot for you, something that you feel needs to get. And this is the third book about girls and anxiety. Talk a little bit about what the first two were about. So we, pre-pandemic, I, I, like you said earlier, I've been counseling girls for a lot of years at this point. And pre-pandemic, we were one in four girls were dealing with, one in four kids were dealing with anxiety and girls were twice as likely. Mm. And so it was already a childhood epidemic in America. And so really, I wrote the first two books, Raising Worry-Free Girls for Parents and Braver, Stronger, Smarter for Elementary-Age Girls, because I was so worried about the degree of worry I was seeing with kids. And then, you know, this pandemic hit, and it quickly shifted to the population I was most concerned about were teens. And so I wrote that book. In, during stay at home in Nashville in, in March and April and May, because I was just so worried about them. Well, and I understand it's really struck a nerve. It's already in its third printing, and we've heard all of the headlines about all of this. So would you say that for those that are teenagers right now in this day and time in history, it's the toughest than ever before? Oh, I think it absolutely is. I mean, at least in all the years that I've been counseling girls, which were ne- nearing 30, I don't think it's ever been harder to be a teenage girl than it is today. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, I guess in in my head, I always just think of social media. Like, I didn't have that as a teenager, and it seems like that's such the fixation, the comparisons and all that. Yes. I mean, that is that has been hard. I think since social media has been around, that has heightened the comparison factor for teenage girls. And, you know, that adage we all know that social media is the highlight reel for other people. But when you are, especially now in the pandemic, if you're isolated in your room, you're not getting to see your friends in real time, and your only social connection is through social media, I think it's really lending itself to making the anxiety much worse. Plus the fact that I think teenage kids in general of all ages, but teenagers too, are feeling more pressure than they've ever felt to do well and excel at all the things they're involved with including school. I've never had as many kids talk about needing to make 100s and 102s rather than, you know, just being okay with a good old average A, <laughs> let alone a B. So I, I think those are two of the biggest factors that are contributing to it. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier, but let's hone in on this. So the difference when it comes to anxiety and worry, guys to girls. Talk about that. So it's really interesting because statistically, boys are taken to therapy more and to get help for anxiety more, but girls are by far leading the statistics. And I think that's because when boys are anxious, often it's going to come out as anger. We're going to see it in their behavior. And anxious girls, a lot of times, I mean, they might get angry at home because, you know, home is their safest place, 
But for the most part, anxious girls are really trying hard and they're rule followers and they're perfectionistic. And so they're the kids that in parent-teacher conferences, the teacher says, I wish every girl in my class was like your daughter, and she's not always that at home. But, I mean, the, the problem with that is that we're really kind of rewarding behavior that's fueled more by fear and anxiety than it is just who they are sometimes. Well, you said something there that that really struck a nerve with me, the idea that being angry at home because that's their safest place. I, I, I never thought about that. Yes, it's always I always think of it as a compliment. It just doesn't feel like one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they say you always hurt the ones you love. And so you don't think about that either. But if yeah. if they're going to be acting out. So obviously, those are some of the signs that as parents, we need to hone in on a little bit more. Yes, exactly. And I think now, too, if you have an adolescent that's withdrawing more, that they're spending more time in their rooms than usual, that's a red flag to me with teenagers. They do that some anyway, but if it feels like it's really hard to get them to come back out, I think we want to be paying close attention and asking really good questions. So you talk about uh, taking a, a worry temperature of a kiddo. What's a worry temperature? Well, it's one of the things I try and help kids do in my office a lot where they're not only aware of where in their body the worry or anxiety starts, you know, does their stomach start to get kind of fluttery? Do they get a headache? You know, what happens? Because basically the earlier we can catch the worry that's affecting them, the better our tools are going to work to stop it. And so, you know, if we were thinking about a thermometer, we want to start to use some really practical tools when they're at two and three and four rather than at 10. Because if if we're at that point, the train's already left the station and it's hard to do anything to help. The focus here on teen girls, a teen girl's guide to beating worry and anxiety. I remember when my daughter, who's now 32, was in her teenage years and going through those struggles. As the dad, I just sort of felt like, I guess this is kind of where I step back and mom and daughter work it out. Talk a little bit about the roles of the father and the mother in this. And does it lean more into one than the other? I love that you asked that question because there are definitely things that happen developmentally for girls with their moms and dads. And and I would say adolescent girls, especially early adolescent girls and moms, have a harder time than any other stretch of a girl's development. And And that's really because she's individuating and she's trying to find herself. And any moms who are listening, you have been her very safest person up to this point. So for her to find her own identity, it's a little bit like a pendulum, and she's got to kick off of you the hardest. And so when that happens, it hurts. I mean, she's she's having a lot going on inside of her that's really tumultuous, but that makes it tumultuous and painful for you. But I say to moms all the time, she has to do it. It's part of her finding her own identity. And And dads, I think dads, you have this really amazing ability, Doug, and all the dads listening, to, you know, I think as women, we, we carry a lot of intensity, and I think you all have this levity to you and this playfulness and adventuresomeness that she really needs in her growing up years. And, and in adolescence, too, she's going to stiff arm you a little bit, and there's going to be a day all of a sudden she acts really awkward with you because she feels awkward with boys, and she just kind of realized you are one for the first time <laughs> in that way. But, you know, as I'm sure you did, I think it's just so important to stay connected to her, even if it looks different, to 
take her to go get donuts on a Saturday morning or go walk the dog with her, teach her to drive, those kind of things where you can step in. And often with adolescents, our best conversations happen side to side rather than face to face because they feel so awkward about intimacy when they get there. That's true. That's true. I think that was one of the things that at least I felt I could do is I'm supposed to show at least how you should be treated on a date or so you have those daddy-daughter date nights and that kind of thing. I love that you did that. Absolutely. So can anxiety be cured? Well, I would say yes. I mean, we can do really practical things to help her work through her anxiety, but so much of anxiety has to do with development, and it's the fact that it is kids who are really bright and conscientious, and they try hard and they care deeply. It's about these amazing parts of who they are that trip them up. Just like all of us, I, I compared it. I think, Doug, you're probably close to my age and will appreciate this. But, you know, it's like those 45 records we used to get where we got it because the single on one side, but the flip side was some song that the artist never thought would see the light of day. And so <laughs> yeah. they threw it on the, you know, <laughs> and, and we all have those. I mean, we all have these things that trip us up that come with the blessings of who we are. And I think anxiety is one of those. And so throughout development, you know, if you have a daughter that's bright and conscientious and tries hard and all those things, we're not going to change that about who she is. And so that means she may have little flare-ups along the way with worry and anxiety. But the cool thing is that the the tools that we can teach today, whatever age she is, are going to work for the rest of her life. I mean, the same tools that I'm teaching 8-year-olds, I'm teaching 18-year-olds, and I'm practicing myself. That's awesome. That's awesome. When when you find that your your daughter is reaching that stage, like what are some things that we can do to to help her feel that she can create her own identity or stand on her own two feet? Well, I think one of the biggest things we can do, I have a friend who said to me one time, she said, you know, when I was growing up, I wish my mom had said, you've got this more than let me get this for you. Ooh. I know. And I think we're in this culture of really doing too much for the kids we love. And in fact, the research says that the two most common parenting strategies for kids with anxiety are escape and avoidance. So they come upon the scary thing and we don't want them to feel scared. We don't want them to be in distress. And so we pull them out of it. And when we do, so in all these books, I came up with this definition of anxiety, that anxiety is an overestimation of the problem and an underestimation of themselves. And so if I rescue her out of a situation, I'm saying, yep, it's too big, you're too small, and you can't do it. Whereas when I'm giving her tools and saying, you can do this, I believe in you, that helps her remember that she really can, that she's bigger than whatever worries are going to come her way. What would be your intention? So I'm assuming this book is for everybody, parents and teens. Well, this Brave book specifically I wrote to adolescent girls, but I'm having a lot of moms who are reading it too to understand more of what's going on with their girls. And my a guy who works with me on staff as a therapist said he told a dad to read it last night because he said, you need to understand what she's up against right now. But, but traditionally, I would say raising worry-free girls is for the parents. Braver, Stronger, Smarter is for elementary-age girls, and then Brave is for teenagers and, and pre-adolescents. Yeah, I love it in the back of the book. So you have, um, what was it called here? The uh, the feelings chart. Yeah. So that's where they have a hard time expressing themselves sometimes, but with graphics and with pictures, it's a little easier. It helps because especially like we're talking about, these anxious girls want to please and they want to perform. And so they don't say sometimes 
I'm angry or I feel disappointed or hurt. And so when they're not expressing those emotions, they shoot out sideways often and become anxiety. Love it, Sissy. So much good information. Thank you for the time. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I would say, you know, the books, all of the tools I would do typically in a first month of counseling are in the books. I kind of joke around and say that the books were meant to work me out of a job. Uh. And so that's where I would just say, if you are worried about your daughter, I mean, my hope was even before you have to call a counselor, pick up the book for the specific age group and hopefully that'll make a difference.